0: To get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it though. Now, me, I not only drink really, I really drink. Rickety. We are Buzz, Buzz on, on
1: Movies.
0: Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzz On Movies. I'm Teddy. My name is Matt. Which y'all knew. I don't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're here once again to bring you some, some of our thoughts on uh, movies we've been watching recently. This week, we are here to talk about Drive Angry, <laughs> which we sort of we sort of hinted at in the last one. Uh, this is directed by the same director as the um, My Bloody Valentine 3D. Movie that we re- uh, reviewed last week, yes, and we were just so digging the vibe that we we're like, "Come on, let's just review this one too." So
2: this week we're bringing you Drive Angry. <laughs> drive Angry. Drive Angry. I like to think of it as a command. <laughs> you, um, must you must drive. Angry. Must drive angry, which is often how I feel when I'm driving. So that's fine.
0: With me. <laughs> um. <laughs> it's how most people drive, I'd say. Yes. So it's it's not really a. Um, an unusual way to drive, shall we say. No. So, uh, before we delve into this movie, uh, have you watched anything interesting since
2: we last recorded? Yeah, let me, um, do, 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 do. <laughs> I always have to, you know, refer to my Letterboxd. Um, look, oh yes, I have watched some interesting things. I've watched a number of interesting things. Um, what day did we record? Okay, so it's been a while. Um, well, actually, I've, I've really been on a... I've been trying to watch a lot of like things that I haven't seen before for a change in my life. Um, and like kind of some new releases. So I watched St. Maud, mm-hmm. which is a very, probably Ooh, the nice. biggest, best thing that I've watched, um, since we last recorded St. Maud was very good, very creepy, um, and not long, which is really nice. I'm really into movies that are like an hour and a half right now. If we could like keep doing that, that'd be really great. Oh yeah. Um, oh uh, yeah, big fan, know, big fan, huge fan. Um, but I've been trying to watch some other stuff, too. I've watched some bad stuff. I watched Songbird. You know, I don't. <laughs> I just don't. It's the COVID-23 movie produced by Michael Bay. Not directed by him, though. Um, And it's, you know, it's like a mess. I don't really understand what's going on. It's like COVID kills people in 48 hours, which is like, okay, that's too bad um and like there are like people who are immune and they they get like derisively called muni scum at multiple points in the movie i'm like why why are we mad at them for it like they're scum it's how like, dare they not be able to get sick from this it's really weird and it feels like like there's also a subplot with like Demi Moore who has a daughter who's like immunocompromised, which is like a real thing now in COVID. But like in the plot, it does appear that even if you're not immunocompromised, it kills you in 48 hours. So like there's this whole thing about you imperiled our daughter who's immunocompromised, and I'm like, but like, like it's no different than any other like I don't know if that makes a difference right. here. A like, disease that deadly, it's like who cares? Yeah, you're gonna die either way. Yeah, like it's and and it's like airborne in this movie, um, which you know was like. Uh, We've all lived through COVID for this long now. We know about the arguments about airborne and all of that and the conspiracies and blah, blah, blah. Um, But it's like super airborne and you have to like wash and like take a like a a, there's like UV rays that like kill it. And like in order to like get deliveries from like couriers, which are basically Amazon and like the fucking Daryl from the office runs it um and so um it is very and, um and kj appa he's the he's the courier who like we sort of follow the whole time so archie from riverdale for those of you who are not familiar um and he like like they have to like pass packages through like a uv scanner that's at like every home now so like it, the courier comes they put it in the door turn on the light somebody inside takes it out like and it's like you know like there are some cool concepts in there but it's like it's just, like, done in the stupidest way possible. Um, so that's, like, just, like, too bad. Um, and it tries to... It's, like, 90 minutes, but it, like, has, like, three major plots, including, like, a an online musician, um, who also, like, sleeps with a guy for money sometimes, which seems really dangerous, because <laughs> it's COVID. Um, right. Like, this COVID does time, that. So. She might be immune, but I'm not really sure, um... There are, like, people who will, like, round you up and shoot you if you get infected. You have to do, like, sca It's, like, it's just, like, this is very bleak, which is not really the problem. Like, I would believe that the world would become very bleak very fast if there were a 48-hour killer virus, right? Um, yeah. I also, though, wonder, like, it's been going on for so long in this movie. I, like, it's just no longer believable because we did get a vaccine within a year. So like it's no longer believable that we would go on multiple years without a vaccine right like it's sort of like okay well we no. would probably have a vaccine by now um, well
0: I guess if it kept mutating to the point where it could kill you in 48 hours like maybe they couldn't right like, maybe they couldn't make a vaccine fast enough right but it, like I just I just think that like making a a Movie about a pandemic during an active pandemic and specifically about the pandemic that we're going through right now is like it's, it's it, a little tasteless.
2: It's it is tasteless. I don't really mind tasteless things, like you know what I watch. But like, <laughs> yeah, um, yes, fair enough. This is, but like. It, it definitely is, and, like, I think a lot of people take issue with that, and I think that I totally do not fault them for having that opinion. Um, I do agree that it is tasteless, it's just that tastelessness doesn't necessarily bother me all the time. Um, <laughs> and I, But, like, it's not... I just think it was made so quickly in the pandemic that a lot of things no longer, like, it doesn't even really, like, feel like the same thing anymore. You know, right. like, it, it's it's just, like, different. It's The pandemic has a very different world now than it... That's why you can't make this sort of thing... I mean, this is why Andrew Cuomo shouldn't have written a fucking book, right? Like, you <laughs> yes. can't you can't do it's this shit while we're thing. still in the middle of it because you don't know like what him, it's gonna
0: look like when we're done. Prematurely like, declaring victory. is like, this is how we beat the virus. It's like, well, a year later, we're still here. So I don't know if we really beat it yet.
2: Exactly. But and The I same just, thing,
0: it's, this movie is like, ooh, how crazy would it be if this thing just kept going on? It's like, well... <laughs> we're here, here a year later, it's still going on. So I don't really need to stretch my imagination to get there. Right, right. Like, that's that's the thing that I'm more concerned about. Like, yeah, it's tasteless. Okay, fine. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I watch tasteless things, so it's fine. But yeah. it's like, it doesn't really, like, push the imagination that much when we're still, like,
2: <laughs> dealing with this a year later. Right, right. <laughs> it just... Yeah, and it was, it's just like, what, when did this, I don't even, I can't even remember when this movie came out. Like, it was like, it was pretty, it was this past fall, right, I guess? Um, But it had been, like, conceived and filmed and everything, So like, within the first, like, four months, we knew this movie was coming. Like, it was like, how already? Like, we've been in this for how long? And, like, what, by the time they were done filming this, had we even gotten to the point in the pandemic where health, like... Officials were saying, Oh, by the way, you should wear masks. Like, I don't even know if we'd gotten to that point yet by the time this movie was done. Like, yeah, <laughs>
1: you yeah, know, like that took a little while. It did,
0: yeah. I, I it's it, Hollywood's doing this thing these days where they like when a big story happens, they have to like rush to get out their version of it before somebody else does it. But like, you lose a lot of the important details when you're doing that. Like, it's like the, the fucking GameStop thing like before oh, yeah. before that had even fully played out they already had like a cast assembled for for this theoretical movie they're gonna make is like uh, how do you even know who all the important players in this are
2: yet it's like, just like creatively just, bankrupt like it's like it's like oh let's just like the first thing we can latch on to to make a new movie now i think the problem is right now like everything's on pause so everybody's just sort of like oh we need to pick the first thing we can get um so i do sort of get that right to a certain degree but like it's still like mm-hmm. come on um yeah I yeah it's just like not a good look and I don't think the movie was very good and I I don't even think it was like good like like usually I like bad movies I watch a lot of bad movies just like so many bad movies and I love (laughs) that that's but like this was not particularly great it was like I mean yeah like there's a central love story that was annoying like I didn't care I mean I care but like there were other things that could have been more interesting right like then making this a of teen romantic melodrama um but of course mm. they have to because that was like the like this is just to get people like it's just a cheap ploy for money like so like you know and the if you need a cheap ploy for money the fastest way to get it is to go after teen audiences so i get that but it's it doesn't work so it was just not <laughs> not great um and so that's like I guess that's a bummer. I, I, you know, I've watched some other things that were less terrible. Um, so that's good, but I've been trying to watch new things. So how about you? <laughs> well, so
0: I, I watched a, a movie similarly that was like about a epidemic, but, uh, not specifically this one. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had a much more positive experience with this one. I watched the, the beach house. Oh, that was very uh, good. Yeah. Came out in 2019. Yeah. Uh, I watched this on shutter and uh, I thought it was really good. It was definitely a very different movie than I was expecting from like the trailer that I saw. Um, it, it's it's kind of slow. It takes a while to get started, but once it really does, it's it really hits pretty hard. It's cool, and uh, the way they handle like an epidemic is very different and unusual. And it's a strange source of it. Yes. So it's kind of fun and creepy. I like that. And um, it's got some really cool, like trippy imagery in it. Um, And uh, just like the whole vibe of it is very interesting. And the end is, is very, like, it ratchets up the tension towards the end and gets some really freaky stuff in there. Yeah, so, it becomes distinctly
2: yeah. Lovecraftian somewhere towards the end of that yes, movie. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. It did kind of
0: remind me of Color Out of Space, which yeah. I watched recently as well. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Um, yes, more <laughs> Nicolas Cage references. Um, I saw
2: that one in theaters, one of the last ones.
0: Hmm. Ooh, yeah. I wish I'd gotten a chance
2: to do Very that. Very late Nighthawk screening. <laughs> there, I distinctly <laughs> Nice, um, nice. Yeah, I really like The Beach House as well, though. I'm glad you watched it. Um, that's a much better um, sort of epidemic style centered movie uh, much better <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, uh, and I really enjoyed it so yeah so I saw
0: that um, and I, I've been watching some older movies for the first time um, I watched cannibal holocaust Yes, Which we'll was, call that.
1: Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of those things where it was like it was like one in the morning. I was like, "Fuck it, let's do this." Yeah, <laughs> it was so crazy, really good. Um, I was surprised, like how how well plotted it was. Actually, like I mean, I, I I've seen clips of it. Obviously, like the documentary footage and stuff is the most sensational parts, but it's it's actually like knit together pretty well as a coherent plot right which i liked um better than uh other similar exploitation films from the same era like i was thinking it was going to be more kind of like like uh faces of death or something like that sure. where it's just like just the shocking footage but i feel like they knitted it together pretty well with an interesting plot so i right. like that um i watched bush's Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for the first time. Holy shit, that's um, so good! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, I had fun. It was, again, a di- very different movie from how I uh, pictured it. It's kind of like Slice of Life at points. Yes. They're just like showing Butch and Sundance just kind of goofing off, having a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a very interesting vibe to it. It feels very like late 60s. yes i like the music and everything and um i love very different kind of western Um, and
2: a fun fact about that movie um when i left the job that i had right before i moved to new york city it was at a movie theater um fun fact um and so that's a fun fact nestled inside a fun fact it's a fun fact russian (laughs) doll um so um i left in the the sort of like well, she was an accountant, I would say, is what her title was at the movie theater. Um, she, like, managed our budget and money and everything. Um, this was mm-hmm. not at, like, a chain movie theater, really. This was at one that only had, like, three locations at the time. Um, right. Uh, and so um, we made a li- we disagreed on so many things, but we got along very, very well. But, like like, food and movies and music and stuff, we just had, like, polar opposite tastes. So right before we left, we made a list of five things we agreed on. Five things, and one of them was loving Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. One of them, so <laughs> so. It's a good movie. It's pretty it's great fun. Movie. Yeah. Um, I also watched
0: uh, Enter the Dragon for the mm. first time, and okay. uh, that was cool. Uh, it was interesting to see how many like different parts of it have been like put into other bits of pop culture. Sure, because like obviously. It's, it's a hugely influential movie, very big hit in its time, and right. like so many different like parodies and like nods to it have worked their ways into all sorts of other movies since then. So it's, it very much felt like a big piece of the puzzle like sliding into place there. Um, but it was a good, good movie, very fine. Uh, Bruce Lee is awesome. Yes. Uh, yeah. his, his fighting style is so crazy. Uh, there's just a lot of really great fights in that movie so much fun so good
1: Ah,
2: uh, that's yeah that's a good movie as well um well it sounds like you've been uh, catching up with some good stuff that's great
0: yeah. yeah you know yeah i've been i've been
2: trying to, to like check
0: stuff off of my list that i've got <laughs> like i've got so many lists of like i gotta watch all these movies yeah um that i've been like meaning to get around to for years so uh, yeah
2: i've actually what been trying time. to use my um my letterboxed watch list for a change. I like never (laughs) have used that. Um, And especially during the pandemic, I've really just been sort of like most nights, I'll just like start with one movie that I knew I wanted to watch. And then just like wherever the wind takes me, usually I'm drinking. Mm. So it very easily, I easily pick movies after like a few drinks. I'll just be like, Oh, this shitty 2007 movie looks (laughs) fucking awesome right now. Um, So I've been actually trying to use my watch list to get through through some things that I really want to watch. Um, but it's hard it's like so hard to be like productive and watch like like good things right now so i applaud yeah. you for watching old movies especially that are good uh but just anyone who's watching like new good film right now new to them even
1: because
2: um, that's right it's not easy i just want things that like are like totally transportive like i'm like i want to pretend that the real world doesn't exist for like an hour and a half right now um <laughs> Which is why I watch Songbird, which is explicit- explicitly about our current environment. So <laughs> smart. Choice. Yes, um, not not the best one for that <laughs> if you're
0: trying to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's always easier for me to like rewatch stuff that I've already seen a million times, but I've been trying to, to watch stuff that I've been meaning to get around to. And the watch list has been helpful for that. Watch
2: list is very helpful. I've been using it to add more stuff to it. Um, like lately, like I used to never really do that. I would just like flip through pages and then like try to remember them in my brain later. Um, I don't know where else I would remember them other than in my brain, but, you (laughs) (laughs) um, I like that we're just currently plugging Letterboxd. Um, Letterboxd, we would love a sponsor. Letterboxd (laughs) is great. Yes. Um, So, yeah. Um, Letterboxd
0: and Shudder. Keep uh, both, either you. Yeah, I watched a Shudder movie
2: this week. Uh, They released a new movie called Shook. It's literally called Shook. um, And it is about some (laughs) beauty influencers on Instagram and YouTube who start getting murdered by a serial killer. Um, actually, was technically, their, that was any good. their dogs are getting murdered first. Um, we don't oh, see. No. Yeah, it's very upsetting. We don't see any dogs get murdered. I want to preface this for anybody who's interested because I know that there are people for whom that is a, like that is a no. They will not watch a movie if a dog gets injured. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I totally. Lots get of that.
0: movies won't show that specifically for that reason.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I'm the same way. If they if they show something happening, I can be kind of upset about it. I don't I don't mind seeing the aftermath because that's just like. a a prop but like I don't want to see it happen like um Mm -hmm. so um but this movie doesn't really show that but um that is like the plot is it's somebody murdering like these influencers like little little dogs you know the kind of dogs that influencers would have (laughs) uh Yes, um, the Instagram but, dogs. But when a murder happens, somebody gets murdered by, like, a heel through their, like, chin, and the heel comes out of their mouth. Um, so it's like, yeah, well, it's, and that's, like, early on. Um, but, like, somebody who, like, ends up becoming one of our leads, um, the first thing they say in reaction to it is they're on Instagram Live, and they go, I'm shook, you guys. <laughs>
1: and I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God! <laughs>
0: I'm so <laughs> shook about this <laughs> you're going through this. My friend game. got
2: murdered with a high heel. I'm shook. Like they were literally at an event together when this happened. Um um I I didn't think the movie was great. I just want to like I wish it had leaned more into like moments like that which are obviously meant to be laughable. Like reacting to a murder of your friend with I'm shook on Instagram live is objectively hilarious and bad taste. Like that is just like you should just like not even go <laughs> on Instagram live. Like you like I like to your follower like just take a break. Post I need a break and move on for like a day. Like um, <laughs> but like um Thank you for respecting my silence in this time. Yeah, like. That's all it takes. Like it takes no time and like, you'll look way better. Like I promise than saying I'm shook you guys. Um, <laughs> but I wish it had leaned more into that sort of like moment because that's objectively hilarious in like a black comedy sort of way. Right. Um, but it didn't right. really do that. Um, there, it wasn't bad, but yeah. Um, but that is actually the most recent movie I watched and it was on Shudder. Um, I try to watch a few Shudder movies every week. Love Shudder. Big fan. Shout out to Shudder yeah. at all times.
1: Um,
0: Shutter. We got good stuff on there, yeah. and I looks like they're gonna be getting some really great stuff in March. So they're I'm constantly sure gonna...
2: getting new stuff. I know that they're getting a movie that has apparently never been streaming before, called Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Um, so Ooh, I'm going to watch yeah, that. I've heard good things about that. because I they they retweeted that they have confirmed that it is not has not been streaming anywhere else. So I'm like, okay, well then I need to watch that, wow. and that's a big deal. Um. I mean, maybe it's, like, streaming for pay somewhere. I haven't checked. Um, Because I'm just like, if they get it March 1st, I'll just wait till March 1st. Um, (laughs) Like, um, but... And it's, you know, it's like an 80s horror. So, I'm always in for that. Oh, yeah. You know me in the 80s for the past year. (laughs) Just been living (laughs) in the 80s. All right. Well. We should get to
0: Drive Angry. (laughs) Yes. Why don't we talk about Drive Angry? Um, I'm so glad that... um, (laughs) My Bloody Valentine took us in this direction because this is a really fun movie. <laughs> um, I watched this around the time it came out, so it's been a while, but um, this was a fun one to revisit. This movie is absolutely insane. Um, it, it feels to me kind of like a mix between Mandy and uh, Ghost Rider uh, both starring Nicolas Cage. So there's a similarity right there, but also like you've got the, like being pursued by the devil. You've got the, uh, the cult leader who killed someone close to your main character. So he has to go hunt them down. Um, and just like similar, just crazy high octane vibes from a uh, ghost Rider as well. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It definitely does have a vibe. Very, very similar. Ghostwriter Ghost Rider. And like, just like Ghost Rider, Mandy... I mean, it, we're th- thinking about Nicolas Cage for the obvious reasons. Um, I'm sure there are some non-Nicolas Cage movies we could think of. I specifically cited Crank uh, pr- oh, prior yeah. to recording, which it does remind me of. Um, it's just like that aesthetic and like... Like certain, I don't want to say the word trashy. I really hate using that word because it does. I mean, I use it all the time, so I say that on pod that I don't like to use it, but I say it all the time. Um, but it like you know, it's like those sorts of characters, like pulpy. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean gritty. Yeah, it's I. Well, it's a stylized version of gritty. We should be careful with the word gritty because it's not (laughs) like like this. None of this feels like 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 when I watched. When I watch Drive Angry, I'm not like this is like what real life is like, and like um, this is what things are like in the real world. In the real small town rural South, this is what it's like. Like no, (laughs) I I I don't real America. Um, There are some things that I think are influenced by like real small town South America, Um, but that's not you know it's not what it feels like, and so but like I do I gotta stop saying the word like, Uh, but I do think. (laughs) You know, it, there is like a certain aesthetic. It's similar to like you know Rob Zombie's like trailer trash aesthetic that he does. That's obviously yeah. stylized, but like has like its roots and something that like feels real and authentic when you get down to it. Um, it's like that, but like it is different from Rob Zombie's aesthetic. It's not Rob Zombie's trailer trash aesthetic. We should be clear. It's like this is like yes. mechanics who work in a pretty nice mechanics shop aesthetic. You know, like everybody here, <laughs> like um. That sort of thing. Um, It
0: does have the kind of vibes of, like, Crank or the Ghost Rider movies. Where it's, like, everything's, like, kind of dirty and, like, there's just explosions everywhere and just people driving really fast. Right. It's, like, a a messier, dirtier version of, like, the Fast and the Furious movies, especially, like, the later installments.
2: I I think it's interesting... um, uh, we were talking before we came on here that this movie is 2011, but it does feel like it's like in the two thousands. Um, it, like the, not the 2010s. We should be clear. Cause obviously we're still in the two thousands, but you know, there, um, there's, there was like this like wave of movies that you mentioned, like a sort of dirty aesthetic. Everything feels kind of dirty. There was like a wave of movies like that for a while. And you saw it like in a lot of different like genres, sort of, um, but specifically in pulpy genre pieces. I mean, I think of things like, the Texas chainsaw massacre remake that, that like grimy, dirty aesthetic that you don't really see anymore in, in movies of really any genre. I mean, you might see them occasionally Rob Zombie still does that obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. but you, you just don't see it in the same way anymore. And I think it's interesting that that was like such a wave of horror that feels so distinctly two thousands now. Um, yeah, it was sort of like a revival of
0: like the seventies exploitation movies. Right. Um, it has a similar feel to that. I, I identify it with like movies like Black Snake Moan sure. or the Grindhouse movie from Tarantino and Rodriguez, right. um, whereas that one was specifically calling your attention to Grindhouse movies as they were in the 70s. Movies like this are more just sort of a loose um, assemblage of those uh, sort of themes and imagery Right. kind of a like a '70s exploits, uh, blah,
2: kind of like a '70s exploitation pastiche of sorts. That is sort of what it is, yeah. I just, I, I just would love to like do a deeper dive in my my own creative world of like why this this aesthetic re sort of like why it happened in the 2000s. It's hard not to think of it as some sort of reaction to 9/11, just because of the 2000s as they were and how everything was basically a reaction to what happened during 9-11 and the fallout of that. Um, But, like, it is interesting that this was, like, such a wave of films. that Drive Angry does sort of feel like the later... Uh, Sort of in like, you know, the, the later spectrum of that, you know, when it, when it was starting to dying light
0: of a, of a fading movement,
2: you still, I mean, you got some of it afterwards. There were, there were a few Texas chainsaw movies. that sort of still tried to thrive in that, but I wouldn't say they did it like, I wouldn't say they were particularly successful in it. Not necessarily that they were bad, but that people didn't really react, respond to them the same way. Um, later you know by the by the 2010s it wasn't getting the same i mean even this movie didn't get an overwhelmingly big response right at the box office so you know it wasn't yeah. <laughs> pretty sure this was technically a bomb maybe um, But because i don't think it even made back its budget no it didn't yeah. um so <laughs> you know i it it was it was definitely fading by this time so it, but it's nice that this movie was still trying it because I think it's a great aesthetic I wish we still made movies sort of like that um more commonly but yeah but it's, it's fun it's like it, it's it's
0: just like it's intense it's exciting it doesn't have to be a hundred percent realistic the whole time you know it's just over the top and stylized and right. sometimes that's what you want you know this is I watched this uh, late on a Saturday night, and it felt like exactly the sort of thing I wanted to be watching right then. Right. So the basic plot of this movie, I just want to go through this, and then we can talk about some specific scenes that were extra wild in this one. Sure. But the basic plot is Nicholas is Nicholas Cage's character, Milton, uh, breaks out of hell <laughs> somehow, driving like a nineteen sixties Buick. <laughs> because why wouldn't you be in, in hell? Um and um then he proceeds to It uh, is a Buick like, Riviera, sorry. Yes. Sixty <laughs> four uh, 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 sure we could 1964 Buick Riviera. Yes. All the cars in this movie are very specific. And yes. you can look up, like, they're, they're one of those, the movie car websites had a lot of fun with this movie. yeah. Because all the cars, like, even most of the background cars in this movie are, like, vintage cars. It's a very yes. interesting world that this yes. film takes place in, where all right. the cars are, like, from the 60s and 70s. Um, so, yeah, he breaks out of hell driving, and then he proceeds to hunt down... The cult leader who killed his daughter and is trying to kill his granddaughter as, like, a sacrifice to Satan. Meanwhile, um, the the accountant, who is, like, an emissary of Satan, is trying to track him down and bring him back
2: to hell. Right. So, <laughs> so uh... It's just a it's a low key affair when you're you've broken out of hell and the emissary of Satan is trying to bring you back. This is normal. This is a, a thing that happens. Um. <laughs> um.
0: I, I did like the um, so the the intro to the movie where they show him like you don't really get to see him breaking out of hell. You just sort of like see this strange vision of hell and the the vision of hell here is very interesting. It's like there's all these like broken down bridges and stuff it looks like kind of like an apocalyptic city rather than any like depiction of hell i've ever seen before um (laughs) it's very strange yes uh it's got a little little of that 2000 cgi vibe to it but it looks pretty good for the most part and you see like the car driving over the bridges and making its way out of hell but you don't really get to see a lot of how Nicolas Cage actually did it. Yeah. Um, he sort of hints at it a little bit later on, but it's mostly mysterious. I like to um, think it was
2: like, like I don't know why this is what comes to mind, but I think it would be like a, like a Dark Souls adventure. Like he's like trying to break <laughs> out. There are all of these gigantic <laughs> monsters everywhere. Why not? That's what it seems like. You <laughs> died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have died. Yeah. Um, oh <laughs> But um,
0: like the the uh, voiceover while while it's showing this is really great because it's like it's trying to sound like all mystical about like how like you can sometimes fight the devil and win or whatever, but it's also like using a lot of slang language and cursing while it oh, doesn't.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's like
0: this very proper, ominous sounding voice, but it says things like, Because you see, badass motherfuckers are never fast enough. <laughs>
2: Yes, I did love that. Who is doing that turnstile or turnstile? Why did I say turnstile? Who is doing turnstile. that? Um, I just think it you the voiceover. Know, uh, oh, voiceover. I, I don't know because it's not Nick Cage. Is it? Um, is it? The, I wonder if it's, it's not it's the, the accountant, accountant. Is it? Is, that's it's what not I was thing. That, well, that's what I'm asking. I kind of thought it might be.
0: I don't um, know. I'd have to go back and listen to it again. Yeah, but um, that would be my first guess. Yeah, because he's like the only character I can think of who might give. Uh, a voiceover about that, but right. it was it was a great way to start off the bit. <laughs> Just <laughs> like okay, this is the vibe we're going for. Yes. Um, and then we we get that that scene where where Nicolas Cage like hunts down some guys who give him information about where to find uh, the cult leader, and that scene is like right away we're in 3D cinema. Probably should have mentioned that this is this is a 3D movie. <laughs> originally Um, it is Um, extremely 3d i mean it's not (laughs) you get to see it a number of times i do feel like it was a little more low-key about it than uh my bloody valentine we should know that this movie
2: was shot in 3d it was actually filmed Mm -hmm. in 3d um it wasn't just converted into 3d in post-production um yeah which it does matter to me that on a personal level that matters i think that's better you always plan for it to be 3d Rather than just being like, oh, let's make it 3D. Why not? Um,
0: Shooting in 3D is is almost always better. The yeah. only time I've seen a movie that was convert post-converted to 3D that actually looked pretty good was the original Avengers movie.
2: Yeah. Oh, um, my God. That looks so good in 3D. It's looks
0: surprisingly uh, good considering they didn't shoot it in 3D.
2: It's, I was literally thinking of that movie as I was talking about 3D. Um, but... Yes, I saw that movie in IMAX in 3D once, and that was just like, I was like, I'm gonna die. I think this is very, very good. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's so, uh, but yes, this movie was shot in 3D. Um, it is very 3 There are moments that are very 3D. It is not quite yes. as, no, it's, I think one difference between this and My Bloody Valentine 3D is that I do think this movie is a little more like, It's taking itself less seriously than even My Bloody Valentine 3D. This movie is, like, (laughs) having more fun just with itself overall. So when it does, like, ridiculous 3D moments... It feels fine because, like, it's okay that it's being ridiculous, you know. Uh, My Bloody right. Valentine it like- had moments where it, it felt like it actually wanted to, like, scare you. Like, and I was like, well, this is just not going to work when you have this happening in this movie. Like, that's right. I- yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes the, the goofiness of the 3D undermines the scares in right. My Bloody Valentine. But yeah. this one is, is goofy the whole way through. Right. So, if something looks a little silly in 3D, it just. Matches the whole vibe. Totally fine.
2: Movie. I was like, "I this is fine with me. I don't care." So um. there's
0: a scene where Nicolas Cage blows off this guy's hand with a shotgun, uh, which is like the first bit of violence we get in the movie. I was gonna say as this as is, as as is like the
2: opening scene after the right the away. Oh <laughs>
0: it's like okay, this is what we're getting, and like the hand like flies towards the screen. You're like, okay,
1: cool. Um,
2: Nicolas Cage in that scene also. Literally blows up a car and turns and just walks away from the explosion. And I was like, "This is like peak cool. Guys, don't look at explosions. Like, we just don't. We walk away doing that thing. um, It was very good. And he's also wearing Oakleys at this
0: point. He is Uh, wearing uh, Oakleys. Through most of the movie, so he is a
2: Nickelback fan, and like
0: uh. (laughs) he would, he would totally be listening to Butt Rock. He's a Butt Rock guy.
2: Um, Respect (laughs) that. Get it. (laughs) The
0: rock music in this movie goes like through the whole thing. Yes, Uh, and I wouldn't say there's a lot of like recognizable songs in it. No. Like, it's just kind of, like, general rock music yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Like, that's the entire score. It's playing, like, every time they walk into a bar or something, there's some raucous rock music going Even on. Even though they go to, um, like,
2: what appears to be, like, a country bar, there is, like, rock music in this <laughs> Right, <bar. Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, um, no, this is a rocker's bar. Yeah. Um Which, you know what? Take me there. Take me down to the paradise city. Although, no, nowhere in this movie felt like paradise. It felt like I do not want to be there at any given time because people are no. just getting shot and people are like brushing it off. And I'm like, okay, well, I want. This is to. the opposite of paradise. Although this we is the sort note. of world where the sheriff wears a t shirt.
0: Like, I'm like, okay. <laughs> sheriff wearing a t shirt. <laughs> Definitely want to touch on that because that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, but we should note that. um so, Nicholas Cage's character here is named John Milton. Yes! <laughs> uh, who is the author of Paradise Lost. Yes. So, uh, we've got a... Paradise like, Lost, a,
2: fun fact, is my favorite. Not book, but book. Because it's not really a book. It's a <laughs> yes. poem.
0: but um, It's a long-ass poem. Yeah. But, yeah. So, we've got a literary reference there mm-hmm. referencing like some like biblical verses and dealings with the devil. Um, this film is... Doesn't try to be too high minded, but it does have its literary references in there.
2: I mean, it kind of makes sense because John Milton wrote. I mean, John Milton's book is sort of about like people like get I mean Paradise Lost is sort of about somebody going a break not breaking out but like coming out of hell and like trying to tempt people. You know, it's about him tempting Adam and Eve, right? Like Satan breaks out of hell and tempts Adam and Eve. Essentially, that's like the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I mean, it does sort of make sense that nicholas cage would be called john milton because john he is somebody coming out of hell and kind of tempting amber heard's character to do some things that are probably not they are probably (laughs) sinful (laughs) actions that she is committing right (laughs) yes Um, i would think that murder is a sin um even in this world um (laughs) he
0: gets amber heard to kill people like within a couple hours of meeting her um yeah, Nicolas Cage's look in this movie is also something I wanted to touch on. Yes. Um he he has like long platinum blonde hair. Yes.
2: Very and, 2000s <laughs> that hair.
0: And the goatee. Yeah. And then like you add that in with the with the Oakley's. <laughs> yeah. Just got such a like such a 2000s He's like he he should have been rocking out on. to like
2: "It's Not My Time" by Three Doors Down like half of the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, oh my god, it's really good. So,
0: um, so Amber Heard is like a, a waitress at a diner. This here. is
2: a pretty early role for her. This was
0: yeah yeah. This is very early for her. Um, definitely pre Amber Heard. <laughs> and all that um but so like she's a waitress at a diner i i found it really funny like her attempts to be like southern in this movie oh yeah that was not (laughs) She's saying stuff like i says to him you know like if you you can't be getting the milk for free no more i'm like okay
2: yeah i want to be clear that she is literally from texas so we should like (laughs) You know, we should be clear that she, mu- okay. the accent might not, might come somewhat naturally to her in certain ways. Um, she is from like Austin and right outside of Austin, but yes, that I mean, it does feel like that, like especially early in the movie, it tries real hard to make her southern. It's like, it, you, <laughs> I loved the cow. Right. I love that she says that, that stupid. Machine. That she says like, you gotta buy the cow, and and Katie Mixon, who is way better at doing like southern woman. <laughs> Like, she's just, like, she is, she sells it. Um, It's like, what? And I'm like, why do you not get it? But Amber Heard said it. Like, um, it's very funny. And But then, like, Amber Heard sort of, like, loses the southernisms throughout the movie. Like, it sort of, like, comes up and down. Like, sometimes she'll, like, have this, like, southern inflection in her voice. And then sometimes it's gone. And I'm like, okay, we're just not going to, we're just going to hit or miss all right
0: (laughs) (laughs) the 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 dialogue like couldn't decide how southern it wanted her to be yes um so like the the, this diner scene there's a lot of funny shit that goes on here but my favorite part was like so nicholas cage show shows up and he's just like sitting in the corner drinking black coffee and the waitress Uh, The other waitress, who's not Amber Heard, is, like, aggressively hitting on her. (laughs) She's like, don't you want to know when I get off? That is Katie Mixon. Yeah, okay. (laughs) She's like, don't you want to know when I get off? It's a full moon tonight. You know, that's an extra good time for lovemaking. He's like, the full moon is two days from now. He's right. like he knows exactly when the full moon is cuz it's like it's important to this whole cult thing that's going on. It's right. like his deadline is the full moon. Right. But she's <laughs> like aggressively hitting out She's like groping him and yeah. stuff. And, and then at one point she starts just like making out with him. And I was like this is a very like Stacy Jack yes! moment ah! from like the end of <laughs> Rock of Ages. He's just like hold on one moment. Just like making I'm just out. He's to
2: make out with this person real quick. Um Yeah, John Milton in this movie kind of has that vibe. Like he's just like, I just want to make out with like anyone who's around. Um, why not? Because I mean, and why shouldn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Katie Mixon is like really going on, going in as like that like super southern kind of trashy waitress at a diner. Um, her name is Norma Jean. So listen, (laughs) um, (laughs) that's just you know, of course her name is Norma Jean, right? Like, where are they at this point? Where is the diner? Is it in like? Because I, I got kind of confused about the states, because at one point it was like Texas, then it was Louisiana, then it was... What, it, they were in Colorado at some point. So, like
0: Yeah, so it started off in Colorado. The scene um, at the beginning with the, the guys in the car who get shot up is in Laughter, Colorado. I knew that. It's in Laughter. And so then, presumably, like, he gets a car in that scene, and he's driving... Um, He's he drives to this diner and his car is like all shot out or something. So I can't imagine it's too far from there. He might have made it into Texas, um, but I think the, like the location of the diner is kind of unclear. And um, I just think also, it's clearly Amber supposed Herd's to be Herd's like the south, right? Yeah, like. Amber Heard's character talks about like having bounced around a lot, mm-hmm. Texas, Colorado. Uh, So it's unclear where she is right now.
2: Right, I think there was like a, there were, there was like signs for Oklahoma at some point. So maybe it was in Oklahoma, but like in like that sort of like, I don't know if they call it the panhandle, but it kind of is a panhandle, Um, (laughs) like right between Texas and Colorado and Oklahoma. Um, So maybe it's like right in there, but yeah, I I was just trying to figure out where it was because, because it was unclear because Katie Mixon has like a deep Southern accent. Um, That might just be who she is. She is from, like, Pensacola and went to Alabama at one point in her life. Um, So, like, maybe, you know, that's just her. But
0: um. I I think they probably are. Well, yeah, they could either be in Colorado or Texas because when they're driving out of uh, when he starts driving her away, they enter Oklahoma. Right. So they could have potentially done that either from Texas or Colorado. Right. Right. Because um, that
2: the, the way those states are. Yeah. I have no idea. And they're going to Louisiana. That's what we know. They're I going. I think they
0: might be Louisiana. in Colorado. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Besides the point. So um, Amber Heard quits her job at this scene. And like it, she drives off in the uh, 1969 Dodge Charger. with Which She the just license has. plate. Drive <laughs> angry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is, like, it, it's the iconic car for the movie. It's the one you see mo- most of the time um, and th- is involved in most of the big action scenes. Right. Uh, and you can tell that right away. Like She's driving <laughs> off. It's like, oh, we're going to be seeing that car some more.
1: Yes. <laughs> um,
0: and Nicholas Cage, like, uh, shows up on the side of the road when her car, like, breaks down and helps her in exchange for a ride um I wanted to talk about how she the way she quits because there's like the pervert cook in the kitchen. He sucks. Who's yeah. like this like fat, greasy guy um who's like sexually harassing her the whole time. And then when she like quits, she like squeezes his balls. <laughs> and you can audibly hear it, like the sound effect of the ball squeeze is like <laughs>
2: It's incredible. It's just like this crunching noise. <laughs> oh God, it's so upsetting. <laughs> I do love that scene though. And I love that she does quit because that place was like a nightmare. Um, yeah, good for her. It
0: was it was not great. yeah but so after after both uh, uh, Nick Cage and Amber Heard have left, the uh, the accountant shows up. Who is, uh, like, the, the stand-in for all the forces of hell here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's basically the guy sent to track down Nick Cage and bring him back. And, like, as soon as he steps... Uh, he steps onto the scene, you know who he is yes. because he's like, he's wearing a suit. He's got like kind of a creepy face. He's very much out of place in the environment. You're like, oh yeah, this guy came from hell. And like, as soon as I saw this guy, I was like, oh, this actor always plays the emissary of Satan. That's definitely him. But then I went through his filmography. And I couldn't find any other movie that he's done this. So maybe just something about him just, like told my mind like oh this guy is the emissary of satan <laughs> uh william fichtner is the actor and he's been in a number of things that i've seen including the dark knights he's also he's, uh, um
2: he is in the, the Dark Knight. he's in prison break and his like character in prison break the show is that he hunts down escapees from prison so Ooh, <laughs> it's like the same role <laughs> exactly the same <laughs> um so that that's like the closest analog to like what he does here that I can find. But I agree that like the moment you see him, it does feel like he was born to play like, just like Satan's like right hand man who goes out and finds people and brings them home, right? Um, yeah, but maybe I it's because I have seen character I'm thinking that. But
0: his, his character is so interesting because he's like he's got this this mission uh, that's like I guess reasonably important, although he doesn't seem to like care that much like he doesn't think like oh like like this could be the end if like Nicolas Cage gets away but he's just like no I'm here to track you down and like I'm gonna take you in and he's like he um He isn't, like, willfully violent, but he'll do violence at the drop of a hat just for no reason, like, if he feels like he has to. And he's just, like, so dismissive of all the people that he runs into along the way. Like, when he he first shows up at this diner, he he sees the cook. He's like, you, fat fuck, come here. (laughs) And the guy's like, what did you just call me? He's like, fat fuck, come on.
2: (laughs) It's very good. It's interesting that he, like... I mean, you would think that the Emissary of Hell would be sort of somebody who doesn't take any active role in the proceedings on Earth other than to get, you know, like, in a typical movie, they would, like, be like, we can't touch anything that's going on. We just have to get what we need and leave. But in this one, he's like, I will flip a coin, and if the coin tells me, I will murder you. And it's like, okay, that seems normal. He's got
0: this cool coin that he flips, and, like, if it, I get, like, they don't, really show you what what the two sides indicate but like if there's one side he'll like throw it through somebody's head and just like slice through well, them he, and then like yeah
2: th- if it if it lands on one side he's he just pretends to be an fbi agent because it becomes the badge yeah
0: the uh, yeah it turns into an fbi badge he's like haha
2: <laughs> but like he he kills multiple people just because he flips the coin and it's like okay not your lucky day, basically like um, it's like okay Harvey Dent on steroids like <laughs> yeah it's um. <laughs> like Harvey
0: Dent yeah uh, another tie back to Dark Knight more Dark Knight oh. so yeah but but like he's just got like this sort of bemused disdain for everything that's going on around him right like he he's above it all but he's just like uh eh, kind of like this is funny um, I especially like his um, whole. Uh, attitude towards Nicolas Cage towards the end because like Nicolas Cage is trying to hunt down these Satanists and one of the things that they establish in the movie is that Satan doesn't actually like Satanists (laughs) (laughs) like he thinks they're really lame basically he's like I I don't want you sacrificing children in my name he like apparently really hates that so eventually like this guy even though he's hunting down Nick Cage, it's just like, ah, you know what? You can go ahead and kill the Satanists, whatever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, I do really appreciate that as well. I like how he decides to just be like sort of hands off at the end there. You know, he spins the whole movie, you think, trying to stop Nicholas Cage. And then towards the end, he's like, hmm, you know what? These guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really great. Uh, we'll have to talk about the, the, the car scene where he stops the police uh, blockade. Um, oh, yeah, Which is a very good moment for this character. I mean, I guess we're sort of jumping around already as it is. Um, oh, yeah. So Let's jump around. Yeah. Why not? Jump, jump, um, jump around. Jump, jump. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's this great scene towards the end where Amber Heard and Nicolas Cage have been through some some nightmares already. There's been shootouts, there's been like Nicolas Cage has died but then not been dead. Um and we will definitely talk about his fake death scene at some point. Um but th- they um they get to like this moment where Tom Atkins's police force are like blockading them on one end of the highway and then they've also chased them to this scene, basically. They've been following them, so they can't they can't go anywhere <laughs> and then fucking it's it's the accountant, William Fishner, shows up with like just like an oil truck or a concrete truck, maybe <laughs> I guess it's a concrete truck. Um, it's
0: it's it's, a, it's like a, a
2: gas truck or something. Is it? It's like one like of the, the ones with the revolving thing, but that could be either one. I can't. I couldn't it's tell. it's
0: a big. I don't think it's revol. It's like a big tank. It's like a, a tanker truck. It's uh, like. Um, okay. Cause it says on you the side it more recently that it's like than me, by a day. Yeah, yeah it, it's, <laughs> it says on the side that it's like carrying uh, oil or whatever gas. Oh, okay. Then yes, uh, yeah. But basically, I mean, that that's the implication. Why it like yeah. as soon as it shows up, you're like, oh, this thing's gonna explode.
1: And he, but like <laughs> it like
2: cut it zooms in on his face and he's just sort of like smiling a bit, just like driving it in. Uh, there's like music do, 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 playing, do, do. like, and he's just like ding, um, and he just like lets it basically flip over and destroy... I mean, it just, like... Uh, it just, like, crashes through this blockade that's that's keeping... um What's-his-name from getting through? Nicolas Cage. <laughs> he just basically <laughs> yeah. lets Nicolas Cage through, even though you think he's supposed to be trying to stop him the whole time.
0: Right. That's the moment... Because, like, he shows up and you're like, oh, now Milton is fucked because, like, both the cops and the accountant are here. Right. But the accountant just lets him through. You're like, oh, damn, like... I guess he's he's letting him go this time,
2: right? It's a it's a great moment and it's a good character moment for the accountant. It's very funny. It's very exciting. So it all works out very well. It and um, I guess it sort of ties back to the fact that the accountant at this point has met the Satanists. You know, he's he's because he's been right. tracking um, John Milton this whole time, and he tracked John Milton to this little white church that. <laughs> <laughs> that John, Jonah King also known as Billy Burke also known as the the leader of the Satanist cult has mm-hmm. like led and like they quote unquote killed Nicholas Cage in this in this scene i'm good i should say John Milton but i'm just going to use the names interchangeably <laughs> and so um as we do as we do and so they've killed him here and the account has shown up cuz you know he's a good tracker i guess i don't really know how he tracks people at this point i had like there's no explanation of how he tracks um John Milton throughout well, this. Yeah, because
0: um, you'd think like he probably has some sort of magical powers or something, but he does keep asking people where Nicolas Cage right, went. Right, you'd think that if like, so,
2: it, like it's it's so funny, and maybe it's just like, the movie is just like, who cares enough to like, you know, <laughs> delve into the details of this. But it's very funny. He always that, shows up at the right time. Like, like, that's it's all you it's like clearly out. he's not like sniffing out the trail. Like he's not smelling mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage, but he's like, he's showing up at places that John Milton has been and then being like, which way did he go? And it's like, if you could figure out that he'd been there, how can you not figure out where he went next? Because there's no clues. Like there's not any, like, like, it's not like at the diner, John Milton left like his signature on a receipt or anything. You know what I mean? Like it's not, (laughs) (laughs) um, so I think
0: he, he got to the diner somehow by tracking his car that ended up there. Um, and he's apparently on foot at that point. Yes. <laughs> and he just like sort of walks up. Yes. Uh, and then at the diner, like the waitress tells him, like based on some conversation they had, like where what he was looking for. Um, to Stillwater Prison. Okay. He does. He, he also has that that great scene where he is interrogating Amber Heard's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. Um, we should definitely talk about him as well. Yes. Because he's played by. Uh, Todd Farmer Todd Farmer who showed up in my bloody Valentine as the uh, like the trucker who f- uh, films the prostitute without her consent and is then right. going to like make well actually she's not a prostitute but he's like I'm going to make you and like here here's your money right she's um, like I'm
2: not a, a prostitute and he's like you are now in my bloody yeah. Valentine yeah
0: and so, like, and he's the, the Todd of, uh, thank you for helping us get Todd naked at the in the end credits of My Bloody Valentine. Yes. <laughs> so he also shows up in this one as another scumbag character. He's Amber Heard's, uh, shitty boyfriend. Yes. Who, she comes, she leaves, when she quits her job, she drives back and catches him fucking some other girl. And, uh... <laughs> Then she, like, she is so great in this scene. Like, she, so she, like, th- like, starts beating up the other girl and, like, throws her out into the street. And then, like, that weirdo guy in the visor comes by and starts taking pictures of uh, her. And, of course, he's, like, a
2: weirdo guy in a visor. Like, <laughs> like, of course, he's wearing a visor and looks, kind of looks vaguely like a tourist. Like. Yeah. He's got, like, one of those
0: those green transparent visors. Right. For some reason, just, like, wearing it out. Like right. Like, he's not in, like, a casino or something. Right. Um, but then, like, they... Once again, he's, like, naked in this scene. So, clearly... So, <laughs> What's-her-name managed to get Todd naked another time. Right. Um, but, yeah, so he's naked in this scene, and she, like, she starts beating on him... And then he starts beating her up, and then Nicolas Cage has to rescue her. But then um, he apparently, like, flees to a motel or something. And it, the car actually, like, belongs to him, although she's been making the payments on it. So there's a whole thing about that. She's like, I'm taking the car. Who do you think's been making the payments? Right. Um, he flees to this motel, and the accountant finds him there and is, like, interrogating him about where they went. And
2: I thought it was still just their house. Sorry, I didn't think it was a motel.
0: Maybe it was a motel, but it might have been where they lived in originally. Yeah, cause... I think it's
2: I think it's where they were to begin with. It is like a okay. It is sort. It does like it's like I don't want to say row houses. They have like a sign outside. It's definitely not fancy enough to call it row houses, but it is like like a, like a series of like connected spaces. I feel like it is. Houses. It like
0: there's a sign outside that says it's a motel, okay. and like the inside definitely has like a motel feel to it. Like, there's not a lot of personal but belongings. I do it's think it's just like, like the same... The
2: I think it's the same place. Okay. Same life. place. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so the accountant shows up here and is like interrogating him. And at first the guy like thinks like he, he's got a joke or whatever. And then the accountant starts beating on him. He's like, why does everyone keep hurting me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how quickly he he turns from like a tough guy to being like what's going on and it's Everyone's so funny because it's mandated. like uh,
2: because you suck as a human like you <laughs> clearly suck i really like when when amber heard catches him cheating and and the you know, the, she pulls the woman off and, and he's like, No 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 no, she was just showing me something. I'm like, Showing you what? <laughs>
1: yeah. Showing you what oh,
2: with, we her, know exactly with her vagina what you on your dick? Me. Like, what are you talking about? Showing yeah, let you something. Let me show you this. Oh,
0: interesting. <laughs> oh god uh, <laughs> He has the he he has some great lines though. I like when he's he when, like the when he still takes the account as like a pushover He's like, you know, I don't want you here, so you leave me no choice but to take this stick from Kentucky and bash (laughs) your head in. He's, like, picking up a Louisville Slugger. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's the best way to refer to a baseball bat is a stick from Kentucky. Um, And then he just gets absolutely brutalized by the accountant. And the accountant, like, impales him with the baseball bat into the wall. Yeah. Um, He's
2: literally impaled through his shoulder and hanging there for a bit. Yeah,
0: and he kind of keeps like tapping at it to like torture him yeah. to get him to like reveal information. Yes. Um. <laughs> so yes, another great accountant scene there. Yes. Meanwhile, Amber Heard and Nick Cage are at like this crazy ass truck stop. Yeah. Where, where apparently Nicolas Cage. Has, like, sort of a history, but it's unclear. So, one of the things that I'm unclear on here is, like, exactly how long he's been gone. Because he, like, when he shows his ID here, they're like, this isn't just expired. This is an antique. Um, I feel like
2: it's, like, from the 60s or 70s.
0: But people also remember him. Like, the, the guy in charge there is like, Oh, I thought you were dead, but, uh, your money's as good as anyone's, I guess. Right. So he just lets him in. Um, but (laughs) there, once again, Nicholas cage is just like getting all the ladies in this one. Yes. The, the waitress here is like aggressively hitting on him as well. Yes. Um, and then ends up like, (laughs) so Amber heard like makes like, she's going to go, uh sleep with like one of the bus boys in the motel but she's actually like literally just having him do her toenails because why not (laughs) (laughs) yes of course and then like you hear sex noises from the other room she's like keep it down in there and the camera pans over and shows that it's Nicolas cage like very casually having sex with the waitress yes Like she's doing like this acrobatic stuff on him and he's just sort of sitting there like fully clothed with his sunglasses on, like drinking straight from a bottle of Jack.
2: Yep. Yep. He's just like, all right, I'm doing this now. It's like, okay, (laughs) why? Um, He does not seem very invested, but why not?
0: (laughs) She asks him why, like why he doesn't take his clothes off. And he says, I never disrobe before a gunfight. She's like, what and then all these guys bust in it's like the all the cult members and they're all like heavily armed (laughs) and the most insane scene in this movie ensues where he's having this gunfight while actively having sex with this waitress (laughs) and he's like he's still holding on to the bottle of Jack and he's got a cigar in his mouth and he's still wearing his fucking sunglasses so good (laughs) shooting these guys like dodging under the bed and like behind the table
2: and protecting the 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 woman he's with
0: like he's making sure she doesn't get hurt he's protecting her and he's also like actively inside her the entire time yes
2: I Think the most impressive see, thing is that he kept it up that whole time. I mean, that yes, just feels like, yeah, I, that would you know, just I things would not be, I would not be interested <laughs> in certain things anymore.
0: It'd be the <laughs> adrenaline yeah. is just keeping him going. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he's like, he's <laughs> this is such a crazy scene. It was <laughs> like dodging around, and she's like screaming the whole time, of course. Um, I, mean, I would be too. It's, <laughs> <laughs> It's it's not it's not great for her. Um for her, yes, she's not ready for this. Yeah. Um and basically he like he kills everybody but one of them like runs off, so you know that guy is going to like tell the cult what's going on. Right. Uh and the cult leader, we've also seen him show up at the truck stop, but he didn't take part in this little melee. He was so there he's though. Already, he's at at the yes. truck
2: stop. Yeah. Yeah, you
0: see him, like, directing them to go there, and Amber Heard, like, overhears him.
2: Right. Amber Heard gets in on the violent action. She she takes a hoe to somebody's, the back of somebody's head. Yeah, um,
0: she's the one, like, she, she kills the last guy after Nick Cage runs out of bullets. Right. Um, she shows up right at the right moment. Um, and then as they're, like, trying to escape, uh, the accountant shows up with these... Uh, to like sheriff's deputies or whatever, like uh, highway patrolmen that he's like recruited be- by pretending to be the FBI agent right and he he like told them to shoot to kill so they like they're right away like trying to kill them and they're like oh these guys like they know what's up they're they're not normal cops um and then Amber Heard kills them <laughs> just like oh, this scene was wild cuz i was like why didn't Nick Cage just kill him? Like he's already going to hell anyway. Right. <laughs> so, and he's killed all sorts of people, but he basically sets it up. So she has to kill them. Right. And then, but,
2: yeah, you would think he wouldn't want to do that because then, you know, she'll be chased by the police forever and also potentially go to hell. Who knows? Um, yeah, maybe not. Maybe in self-defense, you don't go to hell for it. Uh, I would hope so, but I don't know the rules in this world. Um, yeah, you never know. I also love that like um the accountant sets them up to like he's like oh yeah shoot to kill shoot to kill uh, about John Milton who we will later find out later 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 that he can't be killed because he's already dead so like why did you do that what was the point I don't
0: it is it is a little unclear I didn't think about that but like why does he want them to to I mean kill I guess the the point would him. be that
2: What we do know is that when he does get shot at one point, John Milton gets shot in the eyeball. He gets his eye blown out. And he is down for at least a, you know, a a solid few minutes. Um, And not just a few, like maybe like 15 minutes or so. Um, That would be enough for the accountant to take him, right? Like he could take the body and and take him back to hell at that point.
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) So maybe that's the point is that, you know, it wouldn't matter if he was actually dead. He would at least be subdued. I was thinking just like maybe
0: maybe he has like he has this mission, and like because his mission is righteous, like that's why he's able to not get killed I don't know, but like, what we find I mean in the it's end, only he, speculation. in the end he
2: literally says you can't kill a dead man,
0: okay, so that's, like it's, a, that's it's a, really a quote just, towards the end of the movie <laughs> it really just makes no sense yeah, <laughs> I mean I mean
2: the movie does not make sense, we should not. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so, and so the the, the 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 patrolmen are killed, and um, there's a chase scene with the accountant and um, Nick Cage name heard where they're like both like bumping cars and whatever, and,
1: and bumping cars, the way,
0: yes. <laughs> They're, they're, like, driving alongside, and I love the way, like, the accountant, like, comes up and is, like, motioning to him to roll down the window. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, it's just, like, a, it's just a very casual, like, day at the office kind of attitude, and he's just like, yeah, come on. Like, I, I'm actively, like, in a high-speed chase with you going, like, filling both lanes on a two-lane bridge. But yeah, yes. just, just roll down your window and
2: whatever. Speaking of trust then, bridges, this is like, look, this is a trust bridge, which we know that these director writer combos like from My Bloody Valentine 3D.
0: We like to slip another trust. We bridge like trust here.
2: bridges, um, but yeah, they they this really. Is, th- this is a very funny bridge sequence. Um, this is Amber Heard has just found out. That what
0: establishes Patrick Lussier as a an auteur. Um, trust bridges are one of his
2: his motifs Um, his
0: fingerprints are all over this um but yeah so like he he's um he's trying to like shoot him with the the regular guns and like it doesn't really do anything because this guy's like a demon or whatever but then and (laughs) he's like oh come on you know you know you can't hurt me with that it's like yeah well what about this and he has The God-killer gun. Which God-killer. We have seen seen briefly in previous scenes, which is like the only thing that Nick Cage is carrying with him. Right. Um, And it's like this big six-barreled gun that's kept in like a wooden case. Yes. And... um, He fires it at the accountant and there's a, uh, this crazy 3D scene where like it shows the bullet coming towards the screen and yeah. the camera like pans over to show it like searing by. What does it say? Is that something in like Latin? Co- it um, does. Yeah. It has a Latin thing that I I could not translate. Yeah. My high school Latin has failed me for this. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's got like, like these are clearly some sort of sacred bullets. Yeah. And the accountant knows, knows what this is immediately and like sort of like turns his head to the side and gets like a gash across his cheek. Right. So it's like the first time he's actually been injured by anything.
2: And, and it lingers. That gash stays for the rest yeah. of the movie. So it's clear that this thing works on even like these like entities like the accountant, um, which is, you know, an interesting thing. I also love that the world's most like wholly dangerous weapon is just a sawed off shotgun. <laughs> um, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> why it's not? It's not any.
0: It's not anything mystical or anything. Some otherworldly, unfamiliar weapon. It's just a really badass gun. Yeah, um, the bullet is also strong. Like even though it doesn't kill the accountant, it's strong enough to like blow his car straight off the bridge. Yeah, the blast so from is, it is
2: intense.
0: This is like a really powerful gun, not just in a mystical sense, right. but also just in terms of the damage it can do. Right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's it. This is like another big like explosion type scene.
2: But it's great. There, I mean, there are a lot of big explosion type scenes. Should. Oh yes. Yes. Or at least like big action um, scenes. But. Um, then we
0: we we also so the scene where the 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 police chief is introduced. I want to touch on that as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. Because. Uh, he shows up um like just in like jeans and a t-shirt and the t-shirt yes. is like it's one of those like think geek type like movie <laughs> spoiler th- t-shirts. It's got like like Luke I am your father and like all sorts of stuff like all over the place. Like little you can look up if you look up movie spoiler t-shirt, you yeah. will see a picture of this shirt. It's like <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why they decided to put this in the movie. It's so weird. <laughs> and completely incongruous with the rest of the movie. And, like, I guess it's, like, a bit of characterization for the chief. But, it like, he doesn't do anything with it? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's very funny. And the chief is played by Tom Atkins, which is a fantastic reveal. He yes. shows up in this fucking t-shirt. And it's yes. Tom Atkins. Um, I love that. I, I mean
2: he's like I yeah. <laughs> just love that Tom Atkins has a good repertoire with this combo director writer. Like, oh, of yes. course he does. <laughs>
0: oh. So he's like he's like questioning uh people at the uh, the truck stop slash motel about what exactly went down here and <laughs> the waitress is like he killed them
2: while we was fucking <laughs> she, she, I like when she's like that's never happened to me before has that happened to you well probably not like probably the answer is no to that question for anybody else you're going to ask so it's not a normal thing
0: to happen
1: and
0: and then the 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 chief is like okay guys so we don't want this guy escaping we have to shoot to kill but i'm going to say shoot for the tires so when i say shoot for the tires know that that means shoot for the heads
1: yes (laughs) But like I don't
0: know why everyone wants to shoot to kill. Like this is like I don't know some sort of <laughs> some sort of backwoods law type thing. And they're just um, like we got to take this guy down. You could
2: probably make an argument about this movie's depiction of police because of that. So <laughs> <laughs> they're not great. Like all
0: the none of the cops you run into in this movie are good. No, no. Um,
2: one of them is explicitly on Team Colt. He has the Colt. Insignia carved into his oh, yes. chest. Oh <laughs> um, So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like they've at least recruited some people in the police. Right. Some. Um. So oh. there's there's that scene at the at the church, where um, Nicholas Cage shows up, and it's really weird. Like they they show up, and it's looks like a typical church service. Like the church looks totally normal and everything, and they're walking in. Like everybody's like praying and stuff. All of a sudden, everybody gets out like guns and stuff and starts (laughs) shooting at them. And like, what kind of cult is this? They like took over a normal looking church. (laughs) It's very strange. Um, And the like, the big gunfight here um, ends up with Milton getting shot like straight in the eye. Yep, in the eyeball. Dead. Um, And then... So, they run off with Amber Heard for some reason in, like, this mobile home that they have. Um, well, because I
2: think they'll always take anyone to force them into their cult anytime, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this
0: is not... This is not a, a voluntary cult for some people. Well, just like...
2: Most cults are not voluntary after the first day or so, <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: This is... This is... This is a pretty bad place to be. Yeah. Uh, so, they, like, kidnapped her... And, but, (laughs) my favorite part of this whole, uh, kidnapping scene is when, like, she stabs the cult leader with his own, like, pentagram pendant. Yes. Which is exactly the thing that they said that John Milton's daughter daughter did. To, like, piss him off enough to kill her. Yes. And... I'm like, wouldn't you think this guy would have learned by now not to wear a pendant <laughs> pen. that is potentially a weapon like that is so sharp, yeah. it's going to stab you. Like um, maybe get one with like a ring
2: around the sharp points yes. so he can't get stabbed with it. But right. He, he does. I, oh, he's. He's very... He's not very bright. I also love that he's, like, a celebrity. Mm. Like, everybody knows who Jonah King is. Like, they're like, oh, that guy who's on the news? Oh, that missing baby from the news? I'm like, oh, my God. This guy's, like, running, like, a big-time cult. Like, this is not, yeah, like, a small we, cult.
0: Like... <laughs> we do see him show up on the news. It's like, um, the, it's
2: like the Manson. Like, you know, it's like a Manson yeah. family situation. Um,
0: everybody knows about this horrible satanic cult and the people yeah. they killed... Um he's also walking around with like a a walking stick made out of Milton's daughter's femur, which is very upsetting. <laughs> is a particularly gruesome detail especially like when several points in the movie he like beats Milton with it.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's um that's a very upsetting situation that does in fact happen. <laughs> um, yeah. Poor Milton. Milton really is a. I mean, poor daughter too. Um, obviously. Oh yeah. That that's really sucks. She seems to have been roped into the cult and then tried to get away and then, um, you know, what happens when you try to get away from a cult? Things don't go so well for you. Yeah. So. It's not 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 a
0: good thing. No. Um. So yeah. Um. She gets rescued by Milton, who's like alive apparently he <laughs> gets up and is driving around with his oakley's on and like this huge blood splotch on the side of his face where he got shot um and the blood like gradually like goes away and cleans up and then eventually he even gets a new eye in that side <laughs>
2: it,
1: like, grows so back. Even,
0: it's like a creepy green eye yes like some weird otherworldly eye but he he is apparently able to see out of it so he like he really came out of that perfectly fine um right. just getting shot full on in the face um so he rescues her but the car gets like shot out and they they get uh saved by like this mechanic called Webster who's like an old friend of Milton's <laughs> But he's like, he's very confused as to why Milton is here. And like, he kind of, because he is apparently pretty, unlike other people in the movie who are like, oh, I thought you died. Like, he knows for sure that Milton was dead. Right. Um, and it's like, they don't go into like, A, how Milton died, or B, like what he did to get sent to hell, even though at one point he does agree with uh the fact that he's a murderer so it might have something to do with that right um but it's unclear what uh what his whole backstory is but we do get a little bit of explanation here about how he like he broke out of hell and like what his mission is here right um and webster hooks him up with a new car uh <laughs> Which one is this? The the Chevelle. This is a Chevelle. Band? I
2: distinctly recall that it's a Chevelle because he says, "I remember you like the Chevelle," and I was like, "Oh, the rock band, yeah." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vitamin <laughs> R. Yes. Um,
0: Chevelle. Chevelle. So, but yeah. So this guy is just, and, and Webster, I think, is probably a reference to Daniel Webster, yet another literary. Let devil type reference. Yes,
2: yes, you're probably right. I mean, that makes sense, right? So
0: and this scene, uh, this scene was really good for Nick Cage. I thought, like, I feel like he really sells, like, the fact that he's been through a lot of shit, that he's literally been burning in hell for many years. Yeah, like he's he's sort of traumatized, but like hardened, and as he's telling this story,
2: right? I think I think it's very believable at this moment that he's like been through. I mean, he's been to hell and back. Literally, that is what he's been to. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and
2: now he's here to try to right some wrongs before going back again. <laughs> so. Can't blame him. And then all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Wait. And then all there is really left of this movie is the final battle. You know, he's, he hunts them down. He hunts down the cult and is trying to stop them. And there's, there's a lot of gun battling and stuff. Yes. Um, the, the, some of the specific imagery i really loved in this scene is the beer col- cooler full of guns Yes, that the cult leader has. He, he,
2: and he like, doesn't well, I liked when he's like trying to find a gun and he opens the one full of beer first and he rolls his eyes like, oh, I didn't expect to find <laughs> beer in the cooler. And, <laughs> and then has to open the next one to find the guns. And I'm like, well, what? I mean, of course you have a, co- if you have a cooler, why wouldn't one of them be beer? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> you gotta have some beer. Um. But yeah, um, and the, the accountant tracks him down at this point, but this is also when he's just like, yeah, I'm going to let you kill these cult people, but then I got to take you back. And he's like, all right, fair enough. Right. You know, I'm just going to try to break out again. guys like, yep, people like you always do. <laughs> Um.
2: but like, why, <laughs> like, 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 why is he going to try to break out again at this point? If he's already avenged his daughter, like what's the point? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so um, I do like that. It ends in like the ruins of a prison. Right. Um, oh yeah. I think that's really, yeah cause that
0: they, they hinted at that at the beginning. Yes. Where,
2: I. This uh, is a moment he was like, that I find very bizarre. Cause they're like in what, like Southern Colorado or maybe somewhere in the Oklahoma, Colorado, Texas, like that sort of area of the of the country and he's like do you know a place called Stillwater and I'm like yeah Stillwater Oklahoma home of Oklahoma State University that's probably what everybody <laughs> in this area of the country would think first <laughs> and and there, and Katie Mixon's like oh yeah oh, Stillwater's a prison my dad did some time there and I'm like excuse me why is that why do you like in Louisiana why do you know this prison in Louisiana before you say <laughs> oh yeah he's probably thinking of Stillwater Oklahoma like <laughs> um
0: yeah. Oh, yes, the aba- you probably mean the abandoned prison in Louisiana, not the That's- home of a <laughs>
2: somewhat successful like college town, like <laughs> with a somewhat successful team in the heart of college football territory. Like um mm-hmm. it's just like a very funny moment. I'm like, "Why? Why would why would this be what you think of?" Um but he means Stillwater the prison in Louisiana. Yeah. And that's where the cult is holed up. Yeah. So they track
0: him down there, have a big fight. Nicolas Cage kills this
2: guy with the god killer. Yes. And well, I'm not sure whether he had to do that. First, but- he did not have to do that. First of all, we should note that Amber Heard first kills a random henchman with the god killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By
1: accident. It's like, okay,
0: they... Like, they, they uh, established early on that there's only like three bullets for this thing. Right. Um, so they're like, and they're like very powerful, very sacred bullets. And they just kill this random guy with it. She didn't Um, mean to
2: though. She was shooting for Jonah King. Um, right. And Jonah King pushes this other guy, like Jonah King basically sacrifices this other guy to save himself. Um, I want to note that Jonah King is played by Billy Burke, who plays Charlie Swan in the Twilight franchise. Um, I okay. just need that. Ding, ding,
0: ding. I wrote this down in my notes okay. that he was also in Twilight. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to let you mention yes. this, because I knew you'd bring it yeah, up at some I just, point. I needed to be known
2: that this is this is Charlie <laughs> from Twilight. And I think this is great. This guy is a good actor <laughs> to begin with, but he's very good in both Twilight and this. Um, he's very funny and very ridiculous. Um
0: He's he's fun. He he's clearly having a good time with this role. He's playing like this super. It's just so funny to try to watch him be sinister,
2: like because I'm used to watching like the thing I definitely know him best from is Twilight, and he's like in Twilight. He's you know Bella's dad. He's like a good guy. He's like I take care of my daughter. It's so funny that he went. He's like (laughs) taking care of his daughter in one franchise that he's in, and then he's in this movie who killed somebody's daughter and gets punished for it. Um, Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of reversals in these movies of people doing some weird things. Um, But, yeah, so it's very fun that he is the Twilight dad because in this movie he's, like, the opposite of a good dad. He's, like, everything dad's fear from men who meet their daughters. (laughs)
1: um, Right, yeah.
0: Well, he, so he pushes this guy in the way and they establish that, like, if you get shot with this thing, you you just cease to exist. You don't go to heaven or hell. So it's like... (laughs) It's a pretty bad fate for this one random. I don't know. Just got I gotta say,
2: way. I gotta say if the alternative is hell, if the, if the difference is hell or just like you're done, I don't know which one is worse there. Like, do you really, I don't know. Like, do you want to go to hell? I don't know that you well, in do this,
0: in this movie. They make it seem like it's better to go to hell, right? Like uh, hell just feels know.
2: like a, a slightly low security prison. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It, that's the
0: thing. It's like they they don't really establish how bad hell is here. Right. Like Nick Cage clearly did not have a good time there. But on the other hand, it's not like he's really fighting not to go back at the end. Right. Like when, once he's gotten his business done, he's like, "All right, you can take me back." So, I don't know. Like maybe there's like a there's a more low key version of hell that he's in in this movie. Right. He's like, or if, if like we're using like the Dante allegory, he's like maybe in the first circle or something. First circle would be but, like,
2: yeah, like the limbo area. But like, it's, I mean, we can use, I mean, I've mentioned the Dante allegory, but it is funny that it would be Dante hell when he's John Milton. They're very different visions of hell. Right. Um, but I, you know, it, it's just so weird that he's just like okay yeah whatever like I'll just go back to hell hell's not that bad I'll break out again it's whatever I'm like I don't even know what's going hell just looks like a town that's on fire or something like yeah <laughs> it's
0: just like any city in California during the summer
2: right oh god
0: <laughs>
1: so- <laughs> oh no I was wondering
0: when that would hit uh, <sighs> so but he, yeah so he like he kills this guy. Uh, well he he kills um the cult leader with the yes. with the god killer and it like it like the the uh the animation for this is incredible. Yeah. Like he like you see like his skeleton like explode. Yes. And there's like there's like all these like Auras around like the explosions, like, like this s- sort of like halo type. Yeah, it's like a effect.
2: swirling like cyclone in the sky behind him that he's getting sucked into. It's like a vortex. Um,
0: <laughs> this is really crazy three D effects here. I'm sure he's uh, he's um, also like
2: not that long forgotten because a piece of his skull remains, which is very important. Yes.
0: Um. <laughs> this this like horrible like one big fragment of his skull. that has got like part of the front and then like the dome. It's like kind of like a half of his skull. Uh that's like turned red. Yes. I guess it's like soaked in blood or something. And then Nick Cage just like drinking bourbon out of
2: it. Yes. I think it's or, a beer actually.
0: It may be beer, yeah. Cuz speci- he,
2: he he I say that because he takes the, the beer
0: cooler they have. Well, he maybe. also
2: specifically says at one point when he's at, at when they're at that mechanic shop, um what's his name's place? Uh David David Morse's Webster. uh yeah, it's Webster is the the Webster. character, but the actor is David Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, he, and he's like, oh, and Nicolas Cage is like, oh, I, if I have that, the next time I have that beer will be if I'm drinking it out of Jonah King's skull. He specifically <laughs> says that, and so and at the end, I think that. he is in fact drinking a beer out of Jonah King's skull. Um.
0: <laughs> he's got this like big hero moment where yes. he's just like standing with like his leg propped up, drinking out of the skull. Yes. <laughs> it's an incredible shot, right? Uh, and then he is like, all right, you can take me back to hell. And the, um, the accountant summons like this 1950s Ford to take him back in. And <laughs> it's a really cool car. It's if You're going to cool. go to hell. This is a, <laughs> this is the nice ride to take. I there. also love that he lets like-
2: Milton drive it. <laughs> yes. He was like all right drive
0: yourself back to hell yeah I'll it's like what if you he just
2: didn't drive to hell like what would you what would you do <laughs> he's like all right we're going to heaven huh i don't think, maybe, I, like, think I, I think I, maybe I there would be some powers this- to keep him out of heaven if he tried to go
1: to heaven well, this
0: car only goes one way but they let they they go through like this portal that takes them to hell yeah and then like the end credits is just like the highway to hell literally you're just like seeing the road the red road go by that you saw in the beginning
2: right (laughs) Uh, it's so so many
0: vibes out of this movie
2: so many vibes i i do love the like falling city of hell it it does really feel like it's like a bombed out city that's like still burning it's kind of like silent hill but not cold
1: um
2: yeah it's like a warm silent hill
0: a warm red warm red
2: Fires are always burning here in hell. Guess that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I so like that? Hell is just a place where there's like portals to it that can open anywhere, um, especially within yeah. the walls of this ruined prison. The the portals to I also just, open.
0: just love that you drive there. Like that's that's fantastic. That is that is. <laughs> the, uh, of course, in this movie, you you'd have to be able to drive there. Um, have we even mentioned driving?
2: That- a key plot of this point uh, of this movie is that there's a baby. Have we mentioned the baby? We. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we
0: did mention the baby because the baby is is what uh, the cult guy is going to sacrifice.
2: Okay, um, I, I just feel like we've only talked about the fact that Nicholas Cage the, is trying to avenge his daughter, but there's also a granddaughter. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, and that's
0: the granddaughter, and and the cult leader going to sacrifice yes. her at the full moon because oh, fu- he oh, right, thinks yeah, like so that's okay, going to give moon. him the powers of Satan or, or something. Um, but Amber Heard gets the baby. Yeah, Amber Heard <laughs> rescues the baby, and then like he's like, "All right, take care of her," and she's like, "Oh yeah, fine."
2: Yeah, she's like, "Sure." So, I'm like, "You don't have a job or life prospects. <laughs> you don't have a job.
0: You're probably wanted by the police. You're at this homeless point.
2: now." <laughs> um. What are you gonna
0: do, Amber Heard? You've got a baby now. She was like heading to Florida. I don't remember. She must have family there or something. I think maybe maybe she has family who can hide her. I think we don't I don't
2: (laughs) think we learn why though. It is she does mention Florida, but she doesn't say why she's going there.
0: There's a lot of little threads in this movie that just get kind of brought up and then not mentioned again. And that's I think is one of them. Right. But yeah, overall what a fun movie. Um <laughs> This is just like this is really like one of those like late night like pop open a beer and watch this movie kind of things. Yes. Uh highly recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. If you're into genre films, if you're into a little unconventional action. If you like Nicolas um, Cage Oh, yeah. This is a this is an all-timer great Nicholas Cage yeah. role. He just <laughs> he delivers like I I just love. This is this is more of like the the funny kind of Nicolas Cage. He doesn't really ever go into like full rage mode in here, but he has a lot of like those those lines that he says like where he's like in some super intense action thing and he's just giving these casual quips. Yes. Something like Oh yeah, I thought I'd take a detour here or something. Like <laughs> he's like in the middle of the the car chase with the accountant. Um, he's he's killing it in this role. Yeah. Um, Amber Heard is good too. Yeah, she's fun um, in, a, in an early role. And and the account. Yeah, and uh, I really like the guy doing the accountant. He's great. Um, he's one of the best. I he's think he's like, like, oh.
2: like the standout in my opinion.
0: Fun kind of smirking villain. Yeah. Um, it's like an anti, villain, but he's like an anti-villain or an yeah.
2: anti-hero. Like, he's, right? Because he
0: does end up helping them. Yeah,
2: in the end, he's not a bad guy. He's just he's like he just, he's like lawful evil. Or no, he's yeah. I guess he's kind of chaotic though. Um, he's kind of like chaotic yeah. Chaotic. well
0: he represents like the the law or like of hell at least he represents like the system and he's just kind of like I'm just here doing my job but like the coin flipping thing
2: it's kind of but he follows it if the coin tells him what to do he does it um, so I guess right. that is sort of lawful still It's. It, but then it's like his de- deciding to help John Milton that's kind of chaotic who knows Uh he he's definitely like a sort of he definitely is like lawful evil, but he's like also kind of chaotic. Um, yeah, and, it, and evil might yeah. even be a strong word because he's like really just doing his job. But his job is kind exactly. of e- his job is kind of evil, that's his whole you know? attitude. At
0: one <laughs> um, point where where they like where they have their like whole like uh team up at the abandoned prison he's kind of like hey look i let you guys go back there with the whole tanker thing like i (laughs) i helped you out right i like i'm just here to bring you in like you can kill me but they'll just send somebody else so really like just do what you gotta do and then you're going back that's right (laughs) that's all it is
2: that's how it goes
0: but it's it's a very interesting attitude um to see from someone who's like a emissary of satan where usually like that's where this is different from like um uh ghost rider where like the, there's similarly the the uh like emissary of satan walking on earth but he uh in the ghost rider is an agent of destruction he's like going around willfully ca- causing damage and stuff and then he, at the end he's like i have to bring you in and when right he, right um he doesn't have that same kind of detachment that this guy has, which I right. think makes this guy a little more interesting. It
2: does. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah. So he's a, he's a very well, yeah. fun character. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's a cool, interesting movie. I, I, I remember enjoying this when it came out just cause it's like a lot of fun, crazy action, but it's got, it's got some other fun elements to it as well. Uh, the characters are pretty interesting and there's a lot of fun acting in it. Yes. So.
2: Oh, cool. highly, a very, highly just recommend. a very fun, ridiculous movie. <laughs> uh, don't go in thinking that it's going to be like an earnest, serious, dark, gritty action film, but then yes. you'll have fun.
0: Wikipedia describes it as a dark fantasy action film, which is an interesting uh, melding of genres. I guess, to, I, 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 guess I guess
2: if it like involving like the, the of sort of like angels and demons and devil type vibe, it is sort of like a dark fantasy there. But mm. I, I feel like the word comedy should be in there somewhere. But.
0: Yes, there's a lot of comedic elements. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, um, it's clearly not taking itself super seriously. I feel like it should be kind of, <laughs> you should mention that it's kind of funny. So,
0: it is. But. Yeah. All
2: right. Well,
0: uh, anything else you want to plug before we wrap up? Uh,
2: I don't think so personally. What about you?
0: No, I think uh, I think we're good. We covered it. I'm not quite sure what. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about next week. But we'll come up uh, with something. We'll
2: see. We always do. And,
0: uh, <laughs> we always do. There's always more movies to watch. Uh, yes. Until then, keep hanging in there. Um, you can find us on all the major platforms. Leave us a review if you like what you're hearing, and uh, you can also follow us on social media. Buzzed on movies. Uh, on Twitter and send us an email movies at gmail.com if you want to suggest something for us to watch or if you just want to let us know what you've been watching recently
2: yes. we're here we're here we're here to listen we're, why not also we need suggestions and, <laughs> yes we
0: do we do as many movies as there are it's always it can be hard to hone in on exactly what you want to watch right. but you know until then We'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies, you jellicle fucks.